Who here, you've gone through a time where God, he seemed to be quiet. God wasn't speaking. God was moving. It was like, or who here today, it's like, it's right now for me. If, if you can be real with God, it's like, hey, right, right now, I'm like, where are you, God? You're not speaking. I need you to give me direction. I need to know where to go. Well, if you have your Bible, at the, when the Old Testament was done, we have this period which scholars call the four, 400 years of, of quiet. God did not speak through a prophet. He did not give a word. Scripture wasn't written. It was quiet for 400 years. Y'all can't go a week. 400 years of quiet? God, where are you? You're not speaking. Can I, can I, can I tell you this? If God, if he seems quiet, you need to go back to, to the word which he told you last. What did he last tell you? What did he last tell you? Did you fulfill that word too, by the way? What did God last tell you? What holds us through times of quiet is God's word. Come on. Because God always brings forth his word. It doesn't fail ever once. So what did God tell you? In this time of 400 years, even even. Even though in the redemptive story of Scripture, you didn't see a prophet come out, on the world stage, you had a lot of changes. I'm just going to tell you one. Alexander the, the, Alexander, Alexander the Great, he was that dude, right, who brought Greek culture to the world and he conquered kingdoms. He came on during uh, that period, which is kind of wild. Yeah, it's like, wait, Jesus came out after Alexander the Great, right? Isn't that kind of wild? Like, Jesus wasn't that far away ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You guys are like, actually, two a thousand years is a long time. But compared to world um, history, it's pretty, it's, it's like right there. So, it's quiet, and out of the quiet, you get one word. This is weird, dude, John the Baptist. He wore camel's skin and he ate wild uh, locusts and, and, and honey. Who here, you used to watch the show, uh, f- uh, f- uh, Fear, 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 Fear the Factor, right? It was like people would eat bugs and stuff. Like, I'm like, bro, I don't care. You, you got to pay me like a billion dollars to eat that cockroach. I go to, like, these people were eating stuff for like 10 Gs. I'm like, 10 grand, bro. Why are you going to eat that? This dude was, he was a bit weird, okay? And he was Jesus' cousin, which is why possibly why Jesus took about like 30 years to see John. He's like, that's my cousin. He's kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? Come on, y'all. What's up? You guys awake? All right. So this guy, John the Baptist, he brings one word. Out of all, it's okay. I'm good. Out of all of the times of quiet in the Bible, we now have a a, a prophet. And Jesus tells us that among people born of, of, of women, John the Baptist is the greatest, the greatest prophet. And he comes after 400 years. And do you want to, 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 
to know the word that he gives us. Check this out. Ready? Can y'all join me? Okay, one, two, three. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Here is the word after all of that time of quiet. Here's what God's word comes out. Behold what? The Lamb of God. And a couple of y'all are like, hold on, I know my Bible, Chris. Christmas time, baby Jesus. Didn't baby Jesus come before the night uh, uh, this time here? Yes, it did, but it came in private. It didn't come out publicly. Only a few people heard of Jesus' birth, yeah? Go, go back to your story. Okay, uh, you had the three what? Three wise men with gold and frankincense and what's myrrh? I don't know what myrrh is. It's like a sort of a perfume or some sorts of things like that. I think actually, maybe not. I'm a bad pastor right now. Myrrh. And you had a couple of people who were told by angels, which were what? Shepherds. And they went to see King Jesus. Why? When Jesus was, was, was 30 years old, which, by the way, tomorrow I'm turning uh, 31, so I'm still 30 right now with Jesus. Come on, what's up, Jesus? We 30 together. Isn't that wild? He was 30? How am I old? I don't know. He was 30. He comes on the scene. Perfect time for John the Baptist to say, behold the king. Behold him. Check. Hey, Jewish people, hello, king. Check him. No, he didn't give a that word, which is what the Jews wanted, I'm sure. King, check him out, he's here. Because the Jews were, were, were waiting, and even still today are waiting for this king to bring power to them, to, to bring freedom to, to, to the Jews. Check this out, though. He says, what? Behold the lamb. Why did God do that with the first word publicly? Why a lamb? Why? Because for Jesus to be king of my of, of my life, he must be the lamb of my life. Okay, for Jesus to be your king, you must first receive him as your lamb. People come here to church, right? You guys got, got stuff you're dealing with. Who here you're dealing with stuff? Come on, put your hands up. People, guys, like we got stuff which we need a king to bring his power to start moving around us. Yeah, church? Like, God, I need you to move in my life. Hold, hold on a second. Before he's your king, before God's, God, God, God does stuff to, this, to, this, to the storms around you, he wants to do stuff to the storm in you. You have a storm in you of sin and of of fear and of shame. And Jesus, he was given up as a lamb to cover that first. See, people come to God, Jewish people, Gentiles, of, of which is y'all in here. Uh, well, yeah, we got a couple of Jewish people up in here, actually. My mom is Jewish. Randomly, she found out that she was Jewish. This is kind of crazy. Okay, So my mom She's been worshiping Jesus like for a while, and she would be like, God chose a Gentile just like me. Oh my God, the Lord is so amazing, right? The greatest gift God could have given to her was to reveal to her, You're Jewish. You should have seen it. My Lord! 
Lord and Savior. He's my blood is his blood. Lord Jesus, I'm Jewish. Right, she, she's just like freaked out. Yeah, mom? You at in here? She's, she left, I guess. I don't know. She's straight up. She is 60, like 60, oh, 61% Jewish. Seriously. She took the DNA. We were like, how? Got to be God. You are a Hispanic woman for the for show, but you're Jewish, I guess. Crazy. So she's Jewish. But the Jews, Gentiles, are all wanting a God to be their king before a God to be their their uh, before God to be a lamb. God wants to cover what's in you before He covers what's around you. Church, are y'all with me on that this morning? God, move in my life. God, move in my life. Move in my life before you move around my life. And guys, what if to the storms you come to church with, the stuff around you in your marriage, with your kids, with your job, with whatever you're carrying, what if you're the testimony to the storm around you that God wants to heal you before all that stuff to where you're the testimony that God is here in this storm and it's in you. God wants to bring you peace before he takes care of what's causing you stress and fear. Isn't that cool to see people who are like, how are you at peace right now? Because behold, the Lamb of God. I just stare at Jesus. Peace. So, he, join me. Okay, one, two, three. He must be your what? Lamb to take care of your sins before he's your king to take care of your circumstances. That is why I believe that God starts off with, behold, the Lamb of God. Here he is to take care of your sins, Israel and the world. I enjoy movies. Okay, I love movies. I'm a movie guy. I don't go to the, to the, to the movies, though, because you can just buy it on the TV. It's kind of crazy. Take, technology, yeah, right? You take your phone and you scan it and you can purchase stuff. We're in the end times. People are freaking out. Like, calm down. It's just a card on your phone. Chill. <sighs> no. Now, now, hey, could Jesus be coming tomorrow? Praise God. Get right with God today. Could he be coming tomorrow? Absolutely. But are you ready? Are you ready for God to come? See, people spend a ton of time about, when is the return of Christ? Or you see these, you know, like, we're in the last days. But are you ready, though, with God? If he came back, though, are you ready? God wants to get us ready. So I enjoy movies. I like the gladiator. Okay. I'm being a bad, bad youth pastor, though, because as kids, you shouldn't watch it until whatever age. I don't know. Talk to your parents. It's a great movie, though. There's blood and stuff, though. So watch out. Braveheart, amazing movie. And it's, it isn't just, you know, for dudes to watch. It's a love story, though. And there are girls. You will cry. And be, oh, my God. He pursued his bride. Like, oh, my gosh. It's so sweet. I cry in movies, though. Like, you can ask my wife. I'm over here just <clears throat> streaming down tears. It's like, why? Chris, it's a cartoon. Why are you crying right now? It's a beautiful cartoon. So I'm going to take you through a movie of beholding our lamb together. How about we go to scene one? Ready? Join me. The prophesied lamb. This, if you were a Jew and you heard John the Baptist, this weird kind of dude, he was um, 
for sure um, homeschooled, you know. Um, he had <laughs> camels. Sorry if you homeschooled. Just talk to people. You'll get better, I promise. Uh, John the Baptist, um, he probably, like, he was this weird dude, but he was God's chosen one to bring forth, behold, Jesus, right? So if you heard this, right, behold, the lamb, right? You would have been like, I know what he's talking about. Hyperlink to Genesis. I know what he's saying. Behold the lamb. Wait, he's talking about the lamb? So we're going to go to a scripture together, which you guys have heard potentially. It's a popular scripture, and you you won't read this the same again. Go with me to Genesis, okay? Go with me to Genesis chapter 22. All right? So, we got this dude, Abraham. If you were raised in church, you heard the song, A Father Abraham and Many Sons. Abraham, I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord right on. Let the foot in turn around. Stop singing the song, Chris. Preach the sermon. So look, he was there, right? And God chose him, and he was old, a hundred years old. Ain't nobody here a hundred, so don't get offended if I say old to a hundred. That dude old. I can't believe he's still walking old. And his wife, she's uh, 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 90 years old, which is also old, but if you're 90 in here, praise God. Got the power of God in you. Keep going to 100. Hey, God gives both of them a son. Like, a son. I'm talking she's grandma here, but bam! She got a baby in her body. What? Grandma got a ba- Grandma got a baby! Sarah got a baby? That's got to be God. How, look at her stomach, like, what? That, like, how weird would that be? Like, you know, she's like, oh, hello. Boom, big old tummy. Like, dang, Grandma, you still got it. Well, it's crazy. No, God got it. God's the one who did that, right? Hey. Yeah, I'm the youth pastor again, just a, a forewarning. Brad is not here. He cannot hear this. Brad, if you're watching online, it's okay. Take a deep breath. I love you, bro. You'll be back soon. To clean up some stuff. So she's there. She got the baby, right? Bam. Abraham's there. And God had the audacity to test Abraham with his own, with his own boy that he just gave to him. Like he told him that through your seed, you, like all of the world will be blessed. And he takes what he gave to him, his miracle. And he says, give up your miracle. Give up what you've been wanting your whole life. And he said, bet. And here's why. Abraham, he had God. Even if God asked him to give up what God gave to him, he was willing to give it up because he had God. Do we have God before we have what God gives to us, church? Do we seek what God wants to give before God? God is the gift, by the way. Jesus is the gift, right? So he gives him a son. He says, hey, Ready? Take your son, your only son, Isaac, which means what? He laughs because people were like, ha, check it out, grandma got a belly. Like, that's funny, okay? He laughs. Whom you what? Whom you love. Your only boy who you love. Take him. That one. And go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. 
okay? So he grabs two of his, his servants because he's rich. Abraham got money, okay? He got two of his servants. He's got his son, and he's got the wood for the, for, for the altar, brings him, tells the servants, stay here, and we're going to go worship God, puts the wood on his back and walks up. And here's what his son asks his father, which great question, right? Here's what he says. He said, behold, the fire and the wood, dad. Here's the fire, here's the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? But where's the lamb? Abraham said, join me. God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them together. So he continues on with the son, gets to that point, grabs a knife, about ready to kill him. Dang, that's faithfulness to God. Like, dang, bro, you gonna kill your son? God sends an, God sends an, an angel, and here's what he tells him. Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. So Abraham, he checks out of the scene. Check this out. Abraham, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, 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 behind him was a ram. Wait, hold on a second. You said lamb, Abraham. God didn't come through with the lamb. He came through with the ram. Wait, hold on. It rhymes in English, ram and lamb. But probably like not in, in Hebrew, okay? It's like Yakodesh or whatever. I don't know. Um, but ram. And he was caught in a thicket by his horns, okay? And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. So why was it a ram and not a lamb? Why was that? In Genesis chapter 20, Abraham is the first person in scripture to be called a prophet by God. He wasn't talking about immediately. He was talking about one day, God won't spare his son whom he loves, Jesus. He is the lamb who will go to the, to the, to the mount on which it will be provided, Golgotha, and die for us as our covering as our spot. Jesus is that one whom he was talking about, if you see it. God did not allow, did not allow um, Abraham to kill his son, but God went forth with his own son. And so in Genesis 22, we continue and it says, here's God talking to him. I will surely bless you. I will surely multiply your offspring. Your wife going to have more babies. We ain't done yet. 
Come on, somebody. As the stars of heaven and as the sand. Who's been to the sand before? All y'all should be to the sand. You're not at one point. The sand, if you take one, one hand of sand, there's like a bajillion pieces right in there. As the stars in heaven and the sand which is on the seashore, your offspring shall possess the gate of his, of his, uh, is Jesus calling. Come on, he's telling you, pay attention to church. <laughs> okay. And I just bumped that. Okay, ready? Your offspring shall possess the gate of his what? Enemies. And in your offspring shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. See, through Abraham, Jesus is his great, 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 great. Continue. Join me. Great, great, <gasps> infinity to great then grandson. Through him, Jesus died for the world. He was God's lamb given. Behold the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So we're going to go with to scene two. Scene two, Jesus is now 33 years old. He's at the point of his death. He's about to be given up, right? And here's what it's uh, scene two is what? Join me. The slaughtered lamb. So this is the coolest scene if you're watching it, is if you're watching a movie, guys. I'm going to try and be some characters for you to help you out a little bit to stay tuned, okay? All right? You're going to get to your food, I promise. I'm going to keep you for another 20 minutes, tops, probably 15, okay? All right? Jesus, hey, check this out. Jesus is, is in the garden, right? And he tells God, God, everything's possible for you. If it can be, have this cup pass away from me. Like, like God, even like the reason I came to drink the cup of the wrath of God to bear the sins of the people, even you have the possibility to change that. But guess what? Here's what Jesus tells him. Not my will, but your will be done. That is what, if you're reading this scene, you would have gone back to Genesis where Adam and Eve were there and the snake came to her. Adam should have grabbed him and said, not our will, but God's be done, right? That's what Jesus did. He said, Shh, God's will be done. So he goes and, and you guys got to read it because Peter pulls out the sword and, and Jesus He's like, yo, Peter, put your sword away. Don't you know that I can appeal to my father and he will give millions of um, angels to come and, 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 and rescue me? Put the sword away, Peter. These people are not taking me. I'm going. I'm going. Jesus took it to the cross. He didn't get taken to the cross. He took it to the cross. He was the king who, was, who chose to be a lamb, our lamb. Do you see him? Just standing there. It's a really cool scene too, because in the John account, I believe it is, Judas comes with a band of soldiers to take Jesus away. And they tell him, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And here's what Jesus tells them, I am he. And at that word, it tells us in the Bible, all of them fall to the ground. I am he. Jesus is the great I am am God. And he told them, I'm he. And they fall, which reveals who's in charge here. Jesus. He didn't get taken away. He gave himself up. He was the king who was a lamb. 
So he's before Pilate. Pilate is, 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 is the epitome of worldliness, of, 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 of Rome's rulers, right? He's this governor just below Caesar, you know, kind of, and, he, and his job was to govern the Jews. And I'm going to guess Pilate was like, the Jews, really? Come on, Caesar. He's probably chilling there just one day, just like this, grapes, right? Hello, who's this man here? Jesus coming up. We're going to see what this is all about. And here's what happens. Ready? And I want you to see the Jesus' king swagger. He's talking to Pilate. He ain't afraid. Jesus ain't afraid. He's confident because he's taking it to the cross. Here's what Pilate tells him. Ready? So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, uh, did we fast forward there? No, we didn't. Sorry. And he told them, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered. This is so crazy that Jesus, he's given like a little window for Pilate. He's like, is this you, Pilate? Is this you? Or did people just tell you that? Is this you? And he said, am I a Jew? Your people brought you to me, right? They have de- de- delivered you to me. What have you done? Tell me what you've done. All right, tell me what you did. And here is what we see. Jesus answered. And guys, Jesus hardly, hardly responds to people's questions. He always gives his own answer, right? He didn't tell them what he did. He just says, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been what? Been fighting uh, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews, but my kingdom is not from the world. And then Pilate told him, so you are a king. You are a king then. Jesus, he responds and he says, you say that I'm a king for this purpose I was born and for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Check this out. Pilate, what is truth? What is truth? Pilate was staring at truth. Pilate was staring in the, in the face of who truth is. It's a person, it's Jesus. And here's what's so crazy. Jesus, God's son, God in human form, the truth and the king of glory was before Pilate and he did not see who he really was. What is truth? What is truth? Man, 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 there's people here today who you come to God with questions before you, 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 you know who God really is. What is truth? Who are you? Are you the king God? Can you? God, where are you? He is truth. And so Pilate, he said, what is truth? Then Pilate sees that the Jews still want to kill him. And so Pilate flogs Jesus, which is the 39 lashes on the back of Jesus. He ripped his skin off and the flesh. These these Romans were brutal. And for sport, I can't wait to whip somebody. These guys beat Jesus with whips that sh- that tore his 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 back up. You could see the bones. Jesus was then taken and mocked and put a crown of thorns on his head, and he was stripped, 
and they gamble to see who gets Jesus' stuff, his clothes. And they cover Jesus in scarlet to mock him in a purple robe, to mock him, hail king of the Jews, ha! Continuing to spit at him and beat him. Then he's brought back to Pilate. Pilate brings Jesus before the Jews and here's what he says. Pilate said to them, behold the man. See, Pilate did not know who Jesus was, which is why he said, behold the man instead of the lamb. Behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said, uh, take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. And the Jews answered, we have a law, Pilate, we have a law. According to that law, he ought to die because he has made himself the son of God. Whoa, hold on. You didn't tell me that part. Wait, wait, what? Wait, what did he say? I didn't hear that one yet. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. The son of God? I think right here, Pilate started to get real serious. By the way, if you, if you, if you read the Gospels, his wife got a bad dream, was getting bad dreams about Jesus, telling Pilate, don't harm this man, whatever you do, right? So he was getting that, these things were going on, right? Do you see the scene with me, church? So Pilate went back to his headquarters again and told Jesus, where are you from? Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no, no answer. And so Pilate told him, you will not speak to me? You won't speak to me? Don't you, don't you know that I have the authority to crucify you or to free you? Jesus, he responded to him and, and Here's what he tells him. You would have no authority except for that which is given to you above. You don't got the authority, Pilate. God does. So he who gave you to who gave me to you has the greater sin. He stared at Pilate in his face. You would have no authority, Pilate. God gave it to you. Who's in charge here? <laughs> Jesus. He's the king who became a lamb staring at, at this person who could free him when he do that God is still in control God gives the word I'm here because I chose to be here Pilate you ain't taking me away you can't kill me I'm giving myself up Pilate Jesus he was not taken he gave himself he took it to the cross are y'all are y'all with me church today with that good news So Pilate, he was like, all right, I want to, re I want to re release this guy. <laughs> trying to release this guy. But here's what the Jews do. The Jews start to appeal to Caesar. Hold on, Pilate. Wait, you can't free him. Because if people call themselves a king, they oppose Caesar. He's your boss. Got him. <laughs> so Pilate takes him again, and he says this, brings him out. I think Pilate maybe wanted the Jews to like see, behold, like check him out, like he's gone through and not, like look at him. So here's what he says. Behold your king. Behold your king. Here's your king, Jews. Here he is. Behold him. 
that is not the king that we want. I want a king who takes care of my circumstances. I don't want a king who dies for me. That's weak. Dies for my sins. A lamb? Nah, I'm good. Behold your king. And they cried out, away with him. Away with him. Get him away from here. Get him out of my sight. Crucify him. Whoa. Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? Even a person who does not uh, does not do God still can give a right like a, a right word of God you want me to crucify a king hold on yes and the chief priest answered we have no king but Caesar wow the Jews even got to the point where you you wouldn't hear you, like Jews were like God is our God the worldly kings are, 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 are not our king, but the chief priests even got to the point to say, hey, Pilate, we're joining you fully. Caesar is my king. Kill him. So Jesus is on one side all by himself, and even the Jews who gave him up to Pilate joined Pilate, said Caesar's our king. Kill this guy. Wow, do you see that picture, church? So Jesus goes to the cross by himself. He's the king and he goes to be the lamb. And Jesus did not barely get by. You don't have a human in history who could have gone through what Jesus went through emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, and still be standing up. Still be standing. Taking the cross to that hill which we heard about earlier in scene one. To that hill it will be provided and so i want us to read this text together in hebrews chapter 12 ready one two three for the joy which was set before him he jesus endured the cross despising the shame and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of god jesus didn't just barely get by to the cross he didn't just Ah, this is really hard, but I guess I'll go. No, he endured the cross. He got, he endured it. He endured the pain. He got through the pain. He endured it. Because why? Joy. Jesus, he wasn't, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to do this. Like he, he went through that in the garden. Like, hey God, this is going to be really, like he was being super weak in the garden, right? His weakest point, like even, even this cup, God, you could pass it, but, uh, not my will, but yours be done. And when he was confirmed in the will of God, I'm taking it to the cross. Joy is before me. And what was Jesus's joy? One day he's going to be at the right hand of, of God on the throne. And he's going to have a bride. It's a joy for a groom to go through hard stuff to, 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 to win a bride, by the way. And can I just tell you guys this? If girls in here, if you're still like waiting for, for a groom, don't never what? Settle. He's got to fight a little bit. Jesus, he had this joy before him that one day I'm going to be with my bride. And guess who his bride was, church? All the people who were standing over here telling him, crucify him. That was his bride, Rome and the Jews. That's our God. He gave himself up for the people who crucified him, for Pilate. 
loves Pilate. That's our God. He took it to the cross. So, so in our last scene, and we're done, go with me to scene three. We are, we are now in the, the, the heavenly lamb. And Jesus is in heaven, right? And, and this picture in chapter, chapter five of Revelation, chapter five, you see this picture of the throne and it's glorious and beautiful. And there's one who's seated on the, on the throne. It's God the Father and he's holding a seal. He's holding a seal and there is not a person worthy to take and to see what's in the seal, to break its seals. There is not a person worthy. And John, who, who wrote this book, he starts to weep. He sees this vision. He starts weeping. He's like, no one's worthy to take it. How will we know? How will we know the secrets of God? What's in there? He starts crying. How will we know? And then in the scene of heaven, one of the one of the elders comes up to John. Here's what he tells him. Weep no more. Behold the lion of the tribe of the root of David has conquered. Come on. So that he can open the scroll and its seals. Hallelujah. So you can picture John, what? And he sees him. Here's what he writes. And between the throne and the four, and the four uh, living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing. He was called a lion, right? But he was seen as a lamb. That's who Jesus is. He was the lion. He was the king this whole time, but he came as a lamb. And he's there standing as, 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 as though it had been slain. And when he had taken the scroll of the four creatures and the 24 elders, they fell down before the lamb. They fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the what? The, the prayers of the saints. Church, can I call you here today? Don't stop praying. God's holding them in bowls. He's holding them. And check this out. The, the prayers of the who? The saints. Can I tell you this? Can I step on your toes a little bit? If you're in Jesus Christ, you're not a sinner anymore. You're a saint. Identity has switched. You are a saint of God. Can you sin? Sure you can. Which is why Jesus calls his church to repent, repent, turn back to me. Hello, you've lost your way. Why did you go back to that? You are not that person anymore. Stop calling yourself a sinner. You're a saint. And when you start to walk in who you really are, you will start to change what you do. Come on. Oh yeah, we're just a sinner, but grace. No, you're a saint in grace. You're a saint in grace. Don't sin anymore. Why are you doing that? We need to see the hardest uh, the thing that we have to get is not how do I stop sinning and stuff. It's how do I believe the gospel? Could it be I'm a saint? Yeah, because guess what? 
It's about Jesus. He's going to be worshipped. His resume is going to be the one that's exalted. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And you're going to be worshipping him there. And so when he taketh the scroll, the four creatures and 24 elders, they fell down and they poured out the bowls and they sang a new song. And in this song, it was worthy as the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and glory and honor and blessing. And then you see this, that every creature in heaven and on earth and beneath the earth all falls down and worship the lamb of God. They all fall down before him and are worshiping him. Do you see that, church? In heaven, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess. Everyone that has breath is going to fall down before him and worship him. He's worthy, he's worthy, he's worthy. It isn't how do I worship God, it's how do I see Jesus? Because when you see him, you will respond in worship. You have to bow down before his greatness. If you, look, if you struggle... I don't want to respond to God in church. It's kind of uncomfortable. You don't see Jesus then. You don't see him. Because if you saw him, how he really was, how he really was, you would respond. And today, church, I want to call you to take a step in response to this king we see in heaven.